today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Time for Tech Talk. Tech Talk is brought to you by BrainPower Hamilton. Classes begin January 20 to 22 at McMaster Innovation Park. Scott Radley in for Bill Kelly, by the way. In case you're just joining us, Bill will be back on Monday. Tech Talk, of course, with Adam Oldfield, who joins us now. Adam, how are you? Uh, Scott, I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, This is exciting. I'm, I'm glad we get to talk tech together again. It is exciting. And your connection sounds fantastic. It sounds like you're calling us from the International Space Station, but clearly it's amazing. It's great. Love <laughs> that's it. funny because that's exactly where I am right now. We're floating <laughs> about 75,000 feet in the sky. Uh, we got a beautiful uh, sunset off in that's the distance. Right. So it's good to be here. You forgot to announce to us that you were one of those civilian crew members on that uh, that rocket that just went up. That's good. I, I, I'm glad we know that now. We'll, we'll get the full rundown when you get back to Earth. That's right. Me and me and the Bez, that's what I call Jeff Bezos, the Bez, uh, we, we're pretty tight. So, uh, yeah, it was one of those. Uh, he lost a bet. I got to go up into uh, into the into his uh, flight craft. And uh, so anyway, it's good to be up here floating and doing our tech talk live on 900 CGML. Let me jump to a few of the things that have gone on. Uh, well, one thing in particular that went on this week. Now, I am I am forever fascinated. And as I said off the top, I love tech and I love all these new things and all this kind of, I find it fascinating. I love it. But I am forever amazed at the almost religious fervor for these Apple announcement meetings where you get Tim Cook or before this, you know, whoever walking around looking as casual as they possibly can. Like they're not a billion zillion trillionaire, like they're just the average guy on the street. And then trying to convince us that what they've just come out with is the thing that no human being can live without. I, 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 I'm always amazed at the passion for these meetings, even though half the time you don't really get all that much new. Yeah, this week was, again, a phenomenal fanfare with fireworks, announcements, but the fanfare was, I was going to say, a little sizzled out. There wasn't (laughs) really uh, any uh, stake on this. It was just a lot of fat. And uh, I mean, here's some things that I, I feel they talked about. There was improvements a lot of improvements when we talk about the current products that are on the market right now. However, um, you know, overall, it was a bit disappointing. I thought there would be some big uh, announcement that they were able to hide somewhere. Uh, but the announcement that they came out with was that we know that the iPhone 13 is coming out with a few small, you know, bells and whistles. It's slightly thinner. It's got 5G. It's going to work on most of the networks. Um, you know, we're going to see some cool little features with the with the apple watch it's got a bigger bezel uh it's a little thinner uh the biggest thing about the apple watch uh, an, uh, announcement was its battery life uh will last longer the iphone will last longer uh but the the elements of some of these announcements that we heard uh, if you haven't heard them already is that the uh in canada specifically is that and again this doesn't get talked about scott they talk about all of the we're excited to announce this is the price they're keeping the price of the iphone 13 to be at the around the same uh price as the iphone 12 uh and this has been a consistent price uh planning side so if you're looking to buy a new or upgrade your iphone you're not going to be hit with really large prices why that's important is that in the news we've been hearing microchip shortages and apple is eating the cost that part i know they are eating the cost of launching their products into the market at their expense to be able to do that now the other element was you can no longer finance your iphone 
as you have in the past for 12 months. Uh, You can only do six month payment plans on an iPhone. Now, to give you a perspective, how much is that? Uh, you know, it's about $260 to $290, depending on what model you get for six months. Um, so that's a little hefty. However, you will be able to finance your computer and the iMacs are going to be able to be financed still for 12 months. So but long story short, Scott, is I was a little disappointed with the announcement that were stated. And I think we're going to have to wait till next year for the next Apple announcements to get thrilled again. I'm sorry, Adam, I was yawning there and it wasn't you. You deliver it great, but like if if Apple is telling us that we are supposed to get really excited about a slightly longer battery life in our <laughs> Apple Watch, that's like going to a Victoria's Secret fashion show and having them say, "Hey, pay attention to their socks." Like it's just it's stupid. Like who it, it's it's least interesting thing for the average person. Now, maybe there's the the folks out there who are really into the nuance, but I don't know. I I what amazes me when I, when I saw this announcement this week and saw, I didn't watch it, but you know, heard there was a time and not that long ago, there was a time when these Apple drop meeting events, you could be pretty darn sure something was going to blow you away. There was going to be some creation, some invention, some step forward that you're, you were, wow. And it, it, it seems as though the wow has slowed down considerably. I think, you know, there is a little bit of a strategic announcement to that. And that has been lost. And I agree with you, Scott, that was lost primarily when uh, the passing of Steve Jobs, Mm. Um, he really was uh, phenomenal at keeping secrets of the next greatest thing to be coming out from Apple. This is no longer uh, being done in a way that we could get that excitement. Um, I mean, just to add to that, Apple, I think, was playing the old uh, illusion test because this past week, Apple also has had a security patch update. So the announcements were really a bit of a, let's say something positive while we're telling people to upgrade (laughs) their security patch so they don't make a big hoopla about it. Uh, You know, the security patch which if again if you haven't heard about it you need to do this patch uh due to the fact of it is uh, critical that it's got a zero click vulnerability which means you do anyone could not anyone but the ability of a hacker taking over your apple device is very easy um and this security patch will plug that hole that was and adam let me jump in for one sec let me jump in because a lot of people listening right now are going wait a sec a patch what do i do if you have your phone already set to update by itself anytime the updates come in do you have to do anything or is it already doing it for you no it will do it automatically if it's auto if it's set to auto update but many people haven't done that by default that is not a that's not a setting on apple that is done on its own you have to manually do that update primarily so uh this patch that came out same time as the announcement um of all the new products coming out into the market uh like i say it was sort of a quickly patch up all your 1 billion iphones and ipads oh and by the way we got new iphones coming out everybody look at the shiny new stuff oh Oh, and by the way, all you people using the old stuff, yeah, make sure you patch that. I, I'm not saying that, I, like, I'm not saying Apple is that all, all my products pretty much are Apple. I mean, I, I, I use the stuff all the time. I'm not down on it. It's just, as you say, Steve Jobs was, Steve Jobs was Steve Jobs. And, and, you know, maybe, you know, there's one Wayne Gretzky, there's one Michael Jordan, there's one Beethoven, you know, there's one Steve Jobs. It, it, there's a reason why these people do what they do and become what they become. And it's because it's not easy. 
And, you know, the, the idea of it's not so much, I mean, I'm sure Tim Cook is a phenomenal businessman and administrator and, but I don't think, I don't see him as the visionary, the jobs had the ideas and the vision of the future. He's just a great guy to run the business. He's done a, you know what, I will say this about Mr. Cook is the fact that he has taken the strategy of what Apple had set as a foundation and has rolled the company into a trillion dollar operation in a, in a way that was uh, built off of the building blocks of, of Steve Jobs. Um, but again, with such great success comes failure. Um, and, you know, as we talked about the security patches, uh, I should also forgot to mention that Apple has been uh, just sued this week as well in the state of California with a class action lawsuit against their Apple MacBooks. Um, and, and what's happening is that Uh-oh. if you bought an Apple MacBook, the screens are cracking. You're getting a, a vertical line or you're getting a horizontal line or the screen just goes black, no rhyme, no reason. Um, and this has been happening consistently. Now, in a lot of cases of Apple, if your screen doesn't work or the screen goes dark, uh, you know, it is you it is not covered under user error. Well, apparently Apple's got some, uh, again, hardware issues and this is happening on a regular basis. So again, uh, in addition to security patch, in addition to the class action lawsuit, there's so much going on and Steve Jobs uh, did a phenomenal job. He was always really, really good at making sure those perfections were were not happening and he would not roll out a product until it was perfected. Apple didn't have the issues they have today under Tim Cook as their leader uh, of the company. Yes, they're making trillions of dollars in revenue, but there have never been more security issues, hardware problems, uh, issues pertaining to the, the product or software operation of it. Under, under Steve Jobs, this never would have happened. Let's switch to another uh, smartphone tech company because um, there is something that is coming out or is out, I'm not sure, that sounds... This sounds like a joke, honestly, when I first heard it, but apparently it's not. Uh, Vivo now has a smartphone that will include a drone feature, a drone camera feature. You can fire off a drone from, not, not linked to your phone, actually built into your phone. Yes, it's actually Vivo is one of the most innovative uh, smartphone companies that out of China. Um, and I say this with, you know, not normally I speak openly about Chinese manufacturing companies being innovative. They usually copy what someone else had. However, Vivo is one of the leaders when it comes to smartphone development. Uh, in the past, they were the ones that developed and owned the patent for the fingerprint unlock under the screen, which is now utilized by many different companies today, uh, Samsung and Apple. This latest patent they filed uh, is a, a, it pops out like your SIM card. Uh, You push a button and it opens up to a little micro drone. It's got four little blades that will fly out of your phone. And it is intended to give you the ability to have video and photos taken. So say you're on outside and you don't want to hold your phone out or get a selfie stick and extend it out as you're standing on the escarpment. Now what you can do is literally pop a button, out comes a drone, a little micro drone, and it will be able to fly and and hover above you while filming or taking a photo. So to give that perspective of having a photographer, this new patent, and this is, you know, Vivo is very known for coming up with the patent, launching the product, but then selling it or licensing it to other manufacturers. So this latest uh, patent is a real thing, Scott, and we may see that latest 
uh, not only folding phones, but the new drone in a phone is going to be the latest feature we could be having. I can just imagine that, I mean, all, with Apple, when you, you started with the iPod and then you wanted the iPad, so now we're going to end up with the, to get the drone big enough to use, but we're going to have the giant phone that has to fold into six, <laughs> you know, six fold over six times to fit in your pocket to get the drone. I don't know. It's it's a hilarious idea that people will be with their phones and just pop the drone out, little thing, and off it goes. It's But, but you know what? All these things, this is exactly what we were talking about. All these little gadgets and gizmos and something new, it will get attention. And it makes me think back to when we heard years ago, which never happened, but years ago we heard that, I think it was Apple, was going to have a phone that would have some sort of texture on the screen or something. And I never came around. But, you know, any of these new things, boy, it, pe people just go crazy for this stuff. If it's Absolutely. new, we love it. Absolutely. Uh, it is one, one of more the th greatest things. One more thing I want to ask you about with the time that we have, and that is, um, it's about QR codes. And, yes. um, everyone I think knows what a QR code for those who don't, and then we're not patronizing. If you ever see those, they're like a square and it looks like a, a symbol that you would scan at a grocery store or something, uh, which is exactly what it is. It's a scanning symbol. Um, you gotta be careful with these, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. One of the announcements that was done by, uh, this past week actually was, uh, uh, the element of what we can expect, by the way, on September 22nd, if you haven't heard, uh, they're going to be making the announcement that the app will allow you to download your uh, certificate, your vaccination certificate, which will be available in a QR code. QR codes actually stand for quick read. They've been around since the early 2000s. Uh, it was actually a phenomenon that took off, but really wasn't adapted due to the speed of the internet working properly. But a QR code, that little square barcode, when you use your phone and take a photo of it or use a, a program to open it, all it's doing is taking it to you, taking it to a website, or it, it will allow you to download a file. It will literally pull down a, a PDF or an image from the internet. So the announcement of this latest uh, uh, vaccination program from the uh, province of Ontario, which we're all going to be uh, on, on September 22nd, celebrating two things. Uh, by the way, it's officially my birthday, and you'll be celebrating downloading the new uh, Ontario app to hold your vaccination code. This is something I want to stress, Scott, is QR codes are not secure. If you have a QR code, do not be proud when you download it sharing it on social media is a no-no. Don't take a photo of it and upload it to your Facebook page or put it on your Instagram and go, look, I'm now using the new Ontario app. This is something of which is not secure. It is intended to be exclusive for only those that need it. So uh, when you go into an event, you go to a, a Tiger Cat game, a, a concert, a theater, or otherwise, they're going to be built in directly. So when you walk in, they will say, do you have the code? You press a button. They'll scan it easily just to verify the information. Now, this isn't private, meaning that the Ontario government isn't giving all your details. It's only validating that you are vaccinated. But its I just can't stress enough, QR codes are not secure. So that's the process. Just to remind everyone when it comes out, it's just a link to uh, to the Minister of Health webpage with your vaccination uh, certificate. But this is exactly what a lot of people who are concerned about the idea of a government computer database vaccine passport or something like this. This is exactly what they're concerned about. Not that 
this particular thing. Not that the QR code specifically is going to get you in any kind of trouble, but if this thing expands in any way, I think this is exactly why people are a little nervous about this kind of stuff that, you know, uh, let's say that down the road, they expand this and say, you have to have other things on a passport. Um, you know, the technology is fantastic, but it still makes people nervous. And when you have situations where there are parts of it that are not really secure, and then this is still what we're supposed to use, Adam, they're they're going. If, if anything were to ever expand with this whole passport idea, they they're going to have to do a way better job finding something that's not going to freak people out. Well, from what I understand, they're going to try and make it that it's not officially cloud-based. So the information, when you first download it, it will keep it on your phone, but when scanned, we'll access it directly between the units. But I, I share this as a, the QR code is, when I say not secure, meaning if I happen, again, I put it on social media, everyone would have access to that. So, uh, you know, again, People haven't been, we haven't been in a world, Scott, where people are, um, you know, we're so open to sharing everything. Uh, we think it's cool to share all of our, our content or say the code is seen in a photo in the background. It is still capable of being right. uh, scanned yep. and accessed. Yeah, no, it's, um, as I say, it's a technology is a wonderful thing, uh, although there are times when you do have, you know, some concerns about things, but there we go. Uh, Adam Oldfield, we always love when you do this on Fridays at 11.30. Thanks for taking time today with Tech Talk. Thanks, Scott. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.